We are on episode four of the Landing Space Podcast. And today we're gonna talk to you about edgy clients, how to deal with them, how to address their problems, and how to make your life easier when dealing with an edgy client. Welcome to the Landing Space Podcast, talking all things entrepreneurship and strategies for building businesses. Here are your hosts, Mark and Justin. Mark, I want to hear about the most craziest situation you have dealing with an edgy client. I want to know how you dealt with it, what took place, and the situation that was revolving around that problem. I have plenty of those examples. One that particularly comes in mind is, I, you know, I have, uh, my business is healthcare. I have a lot of patients that come in and we do sleep studies and other diagnostic procedures one of the patients came in and came in for one of the overnight sleep studies thinking that we were a Hilton Marriott, you know, so <laughs> they did their study overnight. They had their nitpicky when they were woken up in the morning, um, which gave them great service. My, you know, people that work with me, they're awesome. They treat them really well. But some, pay, you know, some people just come in expecting good quality that they have in their minds. But... We provide good quality service. It might not be to the expectations that other people have in their minds when they come in. So this particular person, um, we were, when, we, when they were woken up, apparently got into one of my, uh, I guess, conversation with my employee about having continental breakfast. So Seriously? Continental he, breakfast in the yeah, sleep study? Yeah. Continental breakfast. Okay. Okay. How so, this go? <laughs> So it, it was, it was kind of shocking to, you know, one of my employees that dealt with it, they did really well handling it, but I had to handle it afterwards because they, you know, the patient, the, that person left a pretty good, um, lengthy, um, review on, on her, um, satisfaction sh- um, survey that we leave them to fill yeah. out. So I read it and I was like, wait a minute. And she felt like that she was, um, I guess for what she paid, which insurance pay us, not the, not the people. Right. But the cost so, of it overall, right, what right. she felt the cost of it yeah. was when she saw the thing. Okay. Yeah. We, we got great stuff in there. We have, we have purple beds, queen size, purple beds, and those things are not, not cheap, you know? And, right. And we have good quality stuff. They have their own TV, they have their own Keurig, they have their own everything in there. Oh, really? Yeah. In yeah so it is like a continental, <laughs> like a Hilton. Yeah. They don't get food. They right. get, they get a Keurig. They can pick up their cake cups or whatever and they make it themselves. So, but anyway, that wasn't enough, and I had to basically call her that day and explain to her, I'm sorry that, you know, we didn't live up to your to your um, expectations, but we yeah. do. You know, I just explained to her basically what we strive to do. We're here to take care of your health. Um, there goes my arm again, but anyway. Uh, take care of your health and basically here to provide you the service that your doctor had ordered. Yeah. For you. So, it, it's... You know, she wasn't happy because the she pays all this stuff for insurance and to basically not get continental breakfast. So I, I didn't want to argue with her. And I told her, ma'am, this is normally not how we do things. I just explained to her that we we provide a service to, to diet, help diagnose whatever ailment that you are here for. So what we did, so I, I just kind of didn't want to deal with it. I, 
I told her I'm sorry for the inconvenience and basically gave her, send her off a gift card to her house and at Denny's so she can have her breakfast. <laughs> but hey. that's, just, that's just one of plenty. But, I mean, I'm sure you have some too in real estate. We we get all we don't get it all the time. It's kind of one of those things that comes and goes. There's there's the hot button items that whenever you're dealing with the sale of a home. So it's, you know, trying to find the perfect house. And right. in today's market, that's a difficult situation. We're, we're writing more offers and having to show way more houses than we've had to in the last 10 years. And so that's that's one of those things because clients are getting more frustrated with it. But it, it's an easy way to deal with that. I mean, basically... We're listening to what they're saying and we're trying to help explain the situation. But listening is one of those major things that whenever you're dealing with an edgy client, it's kind of hear what they're saying on it and then putting yourself in your shoes. And honestly, I could—I I don't think I could do it. Like if I was to sell my house now and then try to go buy something else with the amount of due diligence money that's needed, with the amount of showings, what I would be looking for in that price, I think it'd be very difficult for me to do it. So right. like understanding where they're coming to, listening to it, and that's that's your big issue with it. And then just basically apologizing and trying to explain the situation and show that you understand what's going on. And, and then I think offering the solution. And the solution a lot of times for us when it comes to trying to find a property that's, you know, not exactly what they're looking to is kind of to widen that search and to go looking for something different that's outside of it and and to move with it. But one of the crazy things that I'm always amazed at is when we're dealing with like a divorce situation and when we have a clients that are separating already, the hostility is extremely high just because of the tension of the thing. They both live there in the house together and now they're having to liquidate all their assets, disperse of funds, figure out what they're going to do. And so divorce situation or a separation is always one of those very interesting, edgy client situations that we find ourselves in. One of my agents just recently had a very tricky situation that took place with a divorce couple. And they were going through a separation. The husband had left her and um, he they couldn't agree on how they were to disperse money. So he felt that he was entitled to a significant more than what he what, you know, the court would probably say that he was entitled to. And he was trying to talk her into it and get her to do it. But they, they were never able to come to an agreement on the amount of money. But that left the wife that was living in the house doing a lot of the work having to move all the stuff out. And so you put your agent in that situation. And my agent was extremely caring and gracious and everything she could do to both both parties. And you find yourself just helping and really being there to help and to try to push the thing along and just to be open and honest with everybody and say, hey, you know, I, I understand what you're saying to me, but, but probably you're not going to be looking at the, the court is not going to be looking at this in the same way. Right, right. And so just listening, understanding, and then trying to implement and to share your knowledge and your understanding about what it is. And that's the biggest issue whenever you're dealing with an edgy client. And there's a lot of reasons why they could be that way, but it's just, you know, being there to do it and understand where they're coming from is is the major thing with it. We had a house in downtown Raleigh that uh, it really wasn't even the client's fault. It was the it was a flip. The flip was going on. The person that was flipping the house was trying to cover up the fact that there was some water damage that had taken place downstairs in the basement of this house, and that yeah. they had sealed it up and weren't doing it. And 
we had kind of noticed that there was a little bit of water down there, but it was right by where the water heater was. So we thought, okay, maybe the water heater was drained. Maybe it was leaking, something like that. So that, you know, that was our first thing. But then when we came to do the home inspection, this is when it got really good. Came to do the home inspection, they had a dehumidifier down in the basement. So they were trying to dry out the basement with a bunch of towels and a dehumidifier because something was happening. Well, then as we looked into it and the home inspector looked into it, we noticed that they had sealed up part of the basement were one of the old cellar doors that took you oh, into the basement okay. because this is like a 1918 house that was completely redone and, and, and made to look brand new. But they had sealed that up and they hadn't done it properly. So water, on when it was raining, was coming through that thing. And so the um, flipper trying was trying to, trying to cover it up. And so we had to address that situation and, and move into that to try to, co- to try to get to convince them. And we did that by, by like pointing out exactly what was wrong with it showing what showing what was happening to the property we had pictures we had pictures of the dehumidifier and they were like oh we had no idea we had no idea well that's very difficult for me to believe in that situation right because i mean you've got towels down there and you got dehumidifier so you're obviously trying to show that it isn't then we were able to get somebody over that was an expert to check on it and see what was going on we present all that information to them and they were actually able to get that fixed and taken care of and we didn't have an issue with it but if we would have not done anything with it and kind of just let it simmer that would have been a big problem right and then the edgy t- client turns into a pissed off client and you never want to deal with a pissed off client because at that point it just escalates from there everything goes downhill yeah and so putting yourself in that person's shoes i think is the major thing with it and i think that like having a little bit of empathy will be the best thing in order to make sure that that situation actually moves away from a volatile situation yeah, I definitely agree. I have put myself in the position of the, you know, my clients, especially when I become the customer or client myself. And I, you know, I, I go there for a service or a pro- for a product. And one time was I had to get a sleep study myself. And <clears throat> I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it at my own facility just because I wanted to make sure that it was, it, it, you know, they just did not. Um, yeah, I, w- I wanted to see it properly done without the influence of me being the owner. Right, right. right? So I, I went to a different facility and and there was a few things that I didn't like about it. Um but I didn't I did not I didn't say anything. I just kind of put myself in the position of the owner because that's what I am with my company. And I, at that point I was the the customer. So I basically just kind of went through with it and didn't didn't say anything. I did put some suggestions afterwards after my study yeah. of what they could improve on. I think if we put our ourselves in the position of our clients and we become the client ourselves, instead of arguing about it or making a big deal about it, we can make a suggestion to improve it. And that, as, as a business owner, I appreciate that from my clients or, yeah. or, or the people that come in for the service if they don't come with their expectations. Um, you know, I apologize to them, put myself in their shoes, and then by, I appreciate all their suggestions at the same time. And I let them know that. Yeah. I let them know that. So, yeah, that's a good idea because anytime you look through the eyes of your clients, you're going to be able to come up with some way that you can fix or adjust or change your business up every single time. Like, because if you're looking at like, okay, so this is what I'm, how I'm doing it. This is what I'm doing. Would I appreciate that if it was being done to me? Exactly. And a lot of times the answer to that question is probably going to be no. 
especially when you're dealing with a volatile situation where you're going to say, you know, I could have done something better. And then making those adjustments, and it's not going to be able to make that adjustment at the time. It's going to be for that next client. With the one that you're dealing with then, your best bet is to apologize and say, hey, I'm so sorry. You know, if it was me, I would I would have acted the exact same way you did. You know, what can I do to make this better to you? Right. And you try to fix that situation, and then you make a note of it, and you fix it the next time. The problem is when you do the same thing over and over again, you never learn from it. Nothing ever changes when you're going to start having problems with reviews and negativity stuff and whatever's exactly. happening with it. So, honestly, just being open and honest and sharing that, you know, you're completely understand where they're coming from and, and being willing to move on and, and try to fix that is a really good way to get past that edgy client. Yeah, the, the, the motto that they say, the customer is always right. As a business owner, sometimes I don't believe that, but I try to be an, to have an open mind about it. And put like you said, put, put ourselves in their shoes. And then maybe what they fuss about could be something that we incorporate and, and make it basically improve the service or the quality of our, or whatever we're providing. Um, and I think that, Basically, just listening to the patient goes back to our previous episode, listening um, and, you know, building relationships with uh, your clients. It all comes back into that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The client is always right. That brings up a, a good story I had. When I was 16, I started I started working in Old Navy. And so I was working in Old Navy for a while. And Old Navy previously, I don't know if they still do this. It's actually a good question. But you could bring in your old clothes that you'd purchased from Old Navy, and they would give you a refund or a credit to go buy new clothes with it. So they were basically recycling and returning the clothes. Yes, HHM actually does that currently with all clothes. I didn't know that. So you can take your clothes and then you can get a discount or in-store credit in order to buy something. So Old Navy would do it. This lady came in with her kid in... The thing I remember the most about is the child was attached to her by a leash. So she had a leash. The leash was on the child. It was on his back. And then it was snapped off onto her pants. So so the kid wouldn't roam off and all that sort of stuff. And she brought in these two gigantic bags of clothes. And she, we proceeded to pull it out and run through the thing to try to figure it out. Was Well, she bought them all at a garage sale. She knew the rules. She bought them all at a garage sale. It still had the 25 cent garage sale tags on pretty much everything. She never pulled them off. Well, come to find out it was only worth, like, she had, like, 50 things. She was only getting, like, $5 credit. The lady freaked out on us. I mean, she's screaming. She's yelling. The bags are on the counter. The counter's right there. This is in a mall in Springfield, Missouri. And she proceeds to shove, tell us, a couple choice words, pushes the bags off, tells us that if she's not going to get any more money, she's just not going to do it. And she kicks the bags into the mall entranceway i mean they go flying out into the mall spew open you got clothes all over the mall thing she forgets that her child is attached to her and proceeds to walk out in the mall kid falls she drags the kid we're trying to pick the kid up she's cursing and screaming and storming off we're yelling at her to get the kid she finally realizes the kid is being dragged behind her she's leaving the store (laughs) she grabs the kid picks him up yells at the kid and storms off but that's a prime example of like yeah, I don't think that customer was right. Yeah. You know, we had gone through the entire thing of 45 minutes an hour. And I think that was probably her biggest issue is the amount of time it looked. But it's it's a book. I mean, you flip through the book with these SKU numbers on there and match it up and write down what the price is and have to type the SKU right. in the computer to figure out what this item was worth that was sold 10 years ago. 
I mean, there was a, she had a pair of pants that were 10 years old, and she's trying to get bring them back to return them. And it was like, oh, my gosh. Took me an hour. Took us an hour to get to it. Come to find out it was worth hardly anything. She was pissed that she wasted her time, and she took it all out on us in the bags and her child. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had stories like that, too. I actually have one. That, as you're telling me this, I remembered whenever I was working at Walmart, the electronics department. Yeah. Where you worked in Best Buy before. So electronics, you scan the serial numbers when they buy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I just pay... Uh, this, uh, this customer come in and they called me up front saying she wants to return this DVD player. It was like a $200 DVD player. So she brings it in and I have to go inspect it to make sure everything is in there and everything that came with it was in there. She had it so taped up tight. She said, well, I had to tape it because I couldn't believe what came in there. When I opened it up, there was a VHS um, player in there. And she's like, how do you expect me to purchase a DVD player and you guys put VHSs in the box. <laughs> so I was like, really? So I did, this is one example that the customer was definitely not right. Right. She and was trying to pull one over you on you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to admit I had some satisfaction because what I found was very satisfying to me because she gave me 45 minutes of arguing, saying that this is what you guys gave me. I bought some uh, a product, and you guys gave me something that was right that was old and it was beat up. Well, I took that VHS out, the player out. I plugged it in, and I hit the eject button. It had her family VHS of all her families in it. Ah! Uh, so I said, "Man, we wouldn't put this in here. This is your family." Yeah. She just snatched it and walked out. Very good, nicely done. <laughs> That's the so, easiest. So you listened, right. you took into consideration, and you tried to come up with a solution, and the exactly. solution just happened to turn out in your favor. Exactly. Nicely done. <laughs> nicely done. So, well, we are done with episode four of the Landing Space podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Landing Space podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching Landing Space Podcast. Until next time.